so I will just go straight into it. I, um, I'm a choreographer. I was trained as a dancer. Um, I went to the Royal Ballet School, classical training, and I've been working as a choreographer probably for the last uh, five or six years professionally. Um, and I want to talk or introduce and discuss around the ideas um, related to a format of work that I've been working on for the last three years called Choreographic Services. Um, and it really stems from this moment where uh, in 2011 I made this work, Mama Mama Materials. And something about the context with which my work was being uh, placed into meant that I needed to kind of reflect on the conditions of a choreographic practice today and shift up how I was going to um, engage with choreography. Um, so this work was a, a stage work. Um, and I would say, generally, I make works for the stage and services. Um, and something about the nature of this work, um, it was a kind of essayistic approach to different poses or figures from um, different ways that the body could be staged, let's say. So anything from kind of um, hieroglyphic figures um, from antiquity to uh, this kind of um, uh, semi-authoritarian kind of lecture-esque uh, posturing. So I kind of ran through, very tightly ran through these figures. Um, and this work started to be invited into, uh, to be shown in, in visual arts uh, venues. And I did present them. So the first one was, uh, this, was the, this was the first time I showed it in a theater in Berlin. And then this is at the, at the Halle für Kunst in Lüneburg in, in Germany. And um, it was just startling for me to realize that uh, it felt like such a dilution to uh, try and perform a work that is made for the stage uh, in, an, in an art space. There, the histories of receptivity are so different. The conditions of viewing are so different. One is this kind of dark and collective uh, viewing space where um, images and sound uh, uh, are amplified. And the other is a kind of, um, obviously, like a, a kind of liberal space for perambulatory experience. I'm talking about the gallery, where um, material is viewed in an instance as it is. Um, so I just realized that my work was going to uh, be sacrificed if um, I was showing theater works in a space where you could not light a work or you could not um, amplify the sound. So that made me um, kind of delve back into or, or, or really think about uh, how could choreography be effective and how could I engage with the practice of choreography um, that did not rely on theater conditions. And, and not migrate away from the theater, but somehow um, engage in a conversation that didn't uh, necessarily pertain to the way something is staged in a theater. 
So I started making um, the services. Um, and this is an image from uh, Some Cleaning, which is the first service that I made in uh, between 2012 and 2013. And ostensibly, um, the, the kind of premise is that a subject can be hired per hour or per day to choreographically clean a given environment. And there are a series of movements that um, choreographically, so they, they will take a kind of fictional, uh, sorry, a functional premise, but then they, through the expressivity of the body, will somehow fictionalize or, 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 or play with the, the, the kind of slippage of mimesis. So there are a series of, of actions that um, organize, calibrate, dust uh, the give, a given space. And this is a, a view from CCA Waters in San Francisco. And um, that was one of the first kind of institutional hires I did. Um, so basically what happens with the services is that um, there, is a, there is the client and there is the contractee or the choreographer. And we decide, we negotiate um, how many hours uh, any service will be hired. And there is a, I'm going to just scroll forward for a moment. There is a contract that is exchanged and always um, exhibited during the hours of service. So what I was really thinking about was this idea that um, we were seeing this moment or either, either a new moment or a renewed, renewed moment, and I'm not sure, and I don't know if it matters, of, of choreography being and performance being somehow like taken into um, the museum and the kind of gallery setting. And I was thinking about, well, really, what is the status of the performing body and how is the performing body transacted in a space and a history that has um, been built upon um, the uh, economic worship of inanimate objects, the um, archiving and historical purview towards uh, works that can be preserved and are not bodies in action, and, um, and especially the kind of the space and viewership that I just talked about before in terms of the, um, the liberal viewing capabilities of, of the museum space. So um, it was really interesting to me to think through this idea of the service and to think through um, not only the fact that um, we can uh, extrapolate on um, contemporary ideas of labor and a thorough service-based kind of uh, society, but to also think that the service could become a format where I could really key into um, attributes um, of choreography, which means that, you know, in that there is, um, it needs to be economically um, kind of 
accounted for, and yet it has any choreographic action or any performance has a very finite temporal kind of period. So what the services allowed me to do was to say, okay, well, um, this thing is not going to last forever. It is um, going to have a very specific period of activity and that economic um, that the economy for that, that financial compensation, is going to be keyed into the specific temporality of the services. So you hire an hour, you pay for an hour, and the work is valued on that hour. So there's, so so it kind of um, works against um, the idea that um, the work becomes a kind of abstract signifier for a speculative speculative economy, um, and. Of course, there, I'm sorry, I'm like scrolling really fast back, not meaning to entice you, but. Yeah. Um, so there is a, a precedence for my services that the work is like highly indebted to. And one of the artists is um, Miela Lademan Ukeles. And I think some cleaning really takes up the, the, the gauntlet of, of Ukeles' work. Ukeles um, is still a pra is a practicing artist who um, is alive and working in the U.S. and made this series of works in 1917 called um, the Maintenance Art Pro uh, Artworks, and she, um, from a material fe like a feminist materialist uh, perspective. Um, was trying to collapse the idea of artistic work and quote unquote women's work. So the work of um, her everyday life as a mother and a household keeper. Um, and so she, um, as the maintenance art project, as the maintenance art works, she took over several. Um, uh, kind of necessary tasks of the museum and declared them as UK Lee's maintenance artworks and stamped them. So the one on the left, and, and actually they're both um, of the same work, is, is um, the washing of the museum steps and floor. There was another work in the series um, where she mm, was the keeper of the keys, so could at any point at any point be like a, a janitor or um, kind of uh, museum manager and open and close any doors that needed to. There was also a work where um, she would dust any vitrines. So here she really um, kind of, uh, in, a, in a very uh, functional and necessary ways, necessary way takes over the actions of, of the museum. Um, I think that when I was working on some cleaning in, in 2013, that I was thinking a lot about the feminist legacy of uh, quote unquote women's work and, and effective labor, the, the labor of, of taking care of something. And um, I think where some cleaning spins off from this particular kind of voice is that um, it's not a, um, 
it's not a it's not a direct adoption of a necessary activity. It's much more ambiguous between because what I what I'm doing with some cleaning is is um, uh, choreographic and therefore expressive and has this kind of um, uh, amb it occupies this ambiguous territory of whether it is uh, necessary work or whether it is um, the kind of excessive work of artistic labor. So um, even if I use the, the kind of um, symbolism of the cleaner, my activity does not in any way uh, take on the fun a functional nature of cleaning uh, a given place. It is a it is a symbolic and experiential service. Um, so that is one precedent. And then I I, I bring up um, here Lee Lozano's grass piece um, because there is something in thinking through uh, a legacy of. Um, minimalist performance and um, conceptual art performance from the late 60s and early 70s in which there was a kind of um, uh, the kind of operation of self-subjecting oneself to an instruction and in a way I, I, I think with my services I do that as well by by kind of highlighting this, this, this um, contractual agreement that that happens between me and the client. So here uh, is one of, one of Lilatano's write-ups, and I mean it's you know highly kind of um, poetic and very um, uh, meandering in its language and its intention. But there is this um, yeah very strong sense of putting oneself under duress for, um, for uh, the possibility, you know, you know, for the possibility in, in something resulting in that kind of, um, that kind of uh, focus and honing in on an activity. Um, so I will, unless anyone's midway through and desperately wanting to finish, I will skip on, scream out if you, no? Great. Um, this is another image of some cleaning um, at the Palais de Tokyo. So I, I'll just like do a bit because I think it's easier to to show. But there's kind of um, so let's say there are kind of these certain actions that I move through that might either kind of dust. Or um, you think there are these different kind of measuring so. There's a, there's a certain um, a definite functional approach. Um, I kind of play off this idea of um, 
of the practicality of the service, but the actualization in a very kind of um, expressive, almost absurd form. Um, this is some cleaning, again, uh, at 356 Mission in Los Angeles. Um, and there you see the, the contract. So they, they hired, in that case, they hired, um, I think it was three hours over three s different Saturdays over, th over three months. So it was a, one Saturday a month. So, so we decided to kind of keep them separate and, and there were three agreements um, that we can. Um, this is um, Seth Sieglaub, uh, the, the, the artist reserve rights transfer and sale agreement, which was a, um, Seth Sieglaub was a conceptual art dealer who alongside um, several min minimalists um, help kind of put together this groundbreaking um, uh, artist sales contract that would somehow provide for um, a, a, a provide for compensation on the artist's behalf in terms of a resale of a work. And it's still being used, the, the artist Hans Hacke uses it, kind of strictly uses it for all the sales of his work. So I just wanted to bring that up in terms of the, the precedent for this kind of thinking through of, um, of, a, of a contractual agreement and, and the kind of aesthetics of administration, which is, which is central to um, the service's work. Um, so this is moving on to the second service that I made, which is called Some Proximity. Um, all the services have thus been titled Some Blah Blah, as unlike a kind of, unlike a, a, a work in which the material can be quantified whether it be whether it be the substance of wood or or a kind of mixed media work, with um, with the performances and the way that I've structured the the hiring of the services, um, when you hire the work, you facilitate that portion of it, so you receive some of it, but you never can acquire the whole thing or acquire the rights to it. Um, it remains the rights of the choreographer. Um, as I'm sure you would agree, it's quite difficult to buy someone's body today. Um, uh, so for me, the services have, um, they, they put forward this idea that um, choreography is not, um, an is choreography is not an immaterial project, um, which is kind of um, potentially contradictory to a lot of uh, quite trendy um, discourse that surrounds performance, wherein um, this idea that it is that it is not working with like other inanimate material matter and therefore it has some kind of uh, last resort 
utopia as a practice because um, it's quote unquote immaterial. I think what my services do is actually really put forward the materiality of the performing body and how and what are the provisions for that. Um, so this is, um, as I said, the, the second service. And um, this service is for two dancers and an art writer. And it's the work that the Sydney Biennial have hired. Um, I think it's, it's five and a half days they've hired. Um, so uh, basically what happens with this service, uh, with this work is that um, there is an art writer who is moving around a given environment, whether it be a museum or an art fair, or um, it could be a, a domestic space. Um, and they are working as they would as an art writer, which they're moving through, observing, reflecting, um, kind of formulating these um, short critical notes that are maybe um, early uh, concretizations of a longer critical kind of um, uh, idea or article or thesis and 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 in some proximity they the, the writer formalizes these notes onto these um, a4 pieces of paper and intermittently pins them in the environment or in the room where where Justin and I who is the other performer in the work um, we basically we use six modalities to kind of bring the body, the moving body, closer to these critical statements. So there's uh, some distance, which is that the texts are just read off the wall. There's some proximity, which is that um, the inactive person reads for the active person. There's some other proximity, which is that the text is rhythmicized and sung. There's more proximity, which is that you are moving while reading off the wall. There's very proximity, which is that you take the text off the wall and are moving while you <coughs> read the text. And then there's pan proximity, which is that the writer reads the text and we're both gliding. So um, we use a glide form of movement, which is going to be very hard to demonstrate on this floor, but it's almost like a kind of moonwalk. Um, it's like a kind of padding through. Like, and um, the way I see it is that this glide form is a kind of amplified uh, pedestrian walking pace. Um, so somehow through the conduit of this, seemingly um, pedestrian body, but almost like future pedestrian body. Um, the, the, uh, the critical faculties of reflection um, become somehow like siphoned through this liquid body. So proximity for me is really about um, uh, not only serving a reflection on a given environment, but it's collapsing the kind of um, mind-body split that we know 
and this very this very kind of um, distanced critical uh, this critical distance that 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 has come out of um, the height of twentieth century uh, art criticism. So um, somehow proposes to move through to a more kind of um, uh, liquid or sinewy place where 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 the body is innately a critical um, faculty, um, and this again is some proximity, um, and this is at the Modern Art Museum in Warsaw where we were hired for two days. This is an example of Jonathan P. Watts's text um, that this was written in during a hire in, in Los Angeles um, at MOCA. Um, so you see the nature, they're, they're, very, they're kind of very short, pithy statements. Um, and Jonathan is the writer that's been working with me on some proximity for the last uh, year and a half, two years. Um, but I will be joined by an Australian writer in Sydney by the name of Holly Childs. Um, so that's exciting to somehow like incorporate a new voice into the work. Um, this is um, the third service I'm, I've made, which is uh, from uh, last year, 2015. It's called Some Writing, and um, the performer on the right is Francis Chivarini, and that's myself. This was a um, commission uh, from the ICA in London, and um, pretty much my first kind of um, solo institutional show. Um, we were in the upper galleries of the ICA. Um, and uh, the kind of premise of this third service is that um, the idea that an, any given artwork needs kind of a contextual explanation, be it the press release or the, the wall text or the catalog essay, that this idea of um, the language that surrounds artistic production could be collapsed into the activity of the work. So what I did was I, hi I commissioned two, two um, essays from two different writers. One is Sarah Lara Greer, the other is Catherine Damon, and I wanted them to write about the kind of pillars of all my services, which is a kind of contemporary thinking on the economy of performance and a contemporary thinking on the politics of embodiment and what is it about the moving body and the moving body in relation to other disciplines and the moving body in relation to a kind of um, another idea of um, history, be it kind of living archive. Um, so basically, Fran learns one essay off by heart, I learn another essay off by heart, and um, I learn Sarah's, Fran, Fran learned Catherine's, 
and um, uh, we roll through the essays. Um, takes about 25 minutes to get through each one, and we're using a some a, a kind of popping form of movement. I call it a pop adagio. Um, so it's kind of I'll do another bad example of it, but um, it's kind of like that. So somehow the body is pulsing through, um, like this pulse is traveling through the body, and it becomes a kind of, um, I see it as like a kind of physical punctuation. So in this way, the, uh, the text becomes a kind of, They're kind of ride. I mean, it's called some riding. For me, they're kind of riding on top of each other. So, the 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 text punctuates the body and vice versa. Um, and there's this kind of um, manifestation of a of a cadence in the body that is um, written by the text and vice versa. So they they. The, the two elements ride up and challenge each other and complement each other. And um, there's a kind of looping structure where we are, Fran and I are kind of um, uh, active at the same time and then we have breaks. But ostensibly what I wanted was that you would walk in if you see, um, maybe I need to go back. This is a kind of corridor, that thing is how you walk into the upper galleries of the ICA. And I wanted, a, I wanted the viewer to kind of walk in and be somehow bookended by these two um, very kind of key um, pillars of, 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 of the thinking around the services. And, and um, Catherine's text is, is, is numbered and associative and very meandering and kind of poetic and and um, and 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 Sarah's text is kind of like more biting and and precise and almost evoking statistics and so you really have again which I think is a a, a recurring kind of line in my work this kind of uh, rebalancing between a, a right brain and a left brain and the, the rational meeting the expressive and um, the expressive kind of pouring into the crevices of the rational. Um, and here we have um, back to, this was the contract of um, some writing. It's a digital contract as I thought that that was a way to move into the 21st century, was to get rid of paper. Um, the first two services have a paper contract. Um, I don't know if, if you can, it's quite hard to read the stipulations, but, but basically um, with all the services, um, uh, the work remains in the domain of the artist, um, that that they can, the works can be documented and that becomes a kind of like visual receipt for the services rendered. And um, there's, off, 
I'm, I'm, maybe I try and read out the stipulations. Hold on, I'm gonna just get out of here. And then, cause it, the, the kind of interplay of, um, oh here, this is the, there we go. So this is the contract for some proximity. So the choreographer agrees to engage three subjects in choreographic writing labor that brings critical reflection closer to embodiment. B, agrees that all three subjects, Justin Kennedy, Adam Linder, and Holly Childs, will invest subjectivity into fulfilling the service's functions. C, agrees that the writer will reflect in a critical manner at the given location for the duration stated above. D, agrees that the dancers will use seven modalities, some distance, some proximity, rhythm proximity, more proximity, very proximity, pan proximity, and sample proximity at the given location to translate the writer's text for the duration stated above. Puts forward that the writer's endeavors aim toward an unobligated vernacular form of criticism. F, puts forward that the dancers engage with a glide form of movement as this signals, according to the teachings of Storyboard P, a future pedestrian. Storyboard P is a, um, a flex dancer from Brooklyn who has been um, a kind of preeminent uh, figure for um, working with a kind of, or like embodying a glide form. Um, the client is aware that the choreographic writing labor is being pro processed in real time and that therefore the client will not receive a fixed product. B is aware that by facilitating the choreography writing to be at work, the dancers, the writer, the viewer and the location are accruing corporeal experience, though this may be difficult to measure in usual terms of efficiency. C may document the service with still or moving images which act as a visual receipt of services rendered for archive researchers' purposes, not for exhibition. D agrees to display this document during the service. E agrees that the document of the, or the documentation will not be resold or exchanged. F agrees not to publish any documentation without the permission of the choreographer and that the copyright and rights of reproduction of the service remain with the choreographer. Agrees to bear the cost of travel and accommodation. So most of the most of the kind of key stipulations stay the same for the services. And there is, there is this play, I mean, I think um, stipulation uh, B kind of does it in the best way, that there is this play with this, within this kind of administrative, kind of almost legalese, um, so where the kind of slipperiness of how do we kind of account for and manage something um, as ambiguous as the moving dancing body is kind of put into friction with, um, with this transaction. Um, so I would say that that's a pretty um, general overview of the services work and um, I'd be happy to take any questions and maybe riff um, off some of that if there are any questions. Um, yeah. Are there subcontracts for the dancers and if so do you think of them as part of the work or no? Great question. I mean I, I feel like the contract covers um, the kind of like naming and provision of the people that I work with. Um, 
they generally um, are kind of filed under this contract. Um, and I try my very best to always um, rehire them. So in some kind of fragile freelance way, like Justin Kennedy, who does some proximity with me, or Fran, who does some writing, they kind of have a small security within my little kind of enterprise. Um, and I think particularly that that is important to me because what is happening a lot with um, a kind of museological invitation and um, collection of performance works is that um, what can be uh, what can be kind of held in posterity or what can be um, really kind of the, 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 the thing that can be transferred often with performance works is either the documentation or the score. And so the idea, the kind of conceptual premise becomes what, it, where, what is really holding the value. And most likely in those works, the, the subjects that fulfill the work um, are interchangeable and kind of dispensable. So for me, with the services, what I'm trying to put forward is that choreography is a um, highly skilled uh, corporeal practice that um, that's value is held within the specific subjects who enact it. Um, so th this kind of putting forward that um, as much as I can that the people that have made the work with me are part of the work and have their little share of the work, um, I try to, to, to see that that continues as much as I can. Can I ask, um, sure. does this mode of practice, like as you've developed the different services, does that, has that given you like a new freedom in terms of thinking about movement and kind of languages of movement? Does it does it give you a different parameter to be inventive or a, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. In terms of, yeah. I mean, I think what's really interesting and what has been a, a huge kind of learning and experience for me is that when I was making some cleaning, like it really started from this playing with this ornament of like a faggy wrist and and I and I like I was really in the studio just like I was like I was like what if I was make what if I, I was making this I was making mama no I was making the work after mama materials and I and I was like what if I had to clean every theater choreographically before I could before I could um, to the show. And that's where like some cleaning came from and then built out into um, a into this kind of conceptual format. But what I didn't realize and, and I'm learning, you know, having done the work for the last like three and a half years or something, is that my experience like I can I can have had this pre-thought about the, you know the format of the work and how I want it to register and how and how I want it to be understood and how it's keyed conceptually or how it's keyed economically, but I had no idea what it would feel like to be hired to you know 
clean a room for five hours and be alone for two of those five hours. Um, so in terms of practice and embodiment, what, it, what the services have opened up for me is a whole other way of being with choreography, that, um, that it's not like this kind of um, learned and rehearsed and, and like highly kind of calibrated thing that you just pour out on stage one hour, but it's something that I really um, sit with and develop over time and build upon, um, like going into going to Sydney for next week, it's going to be the fourth time we've been hired for um, some proximity. And, and, and Justin and I just get, we just get kind of more fluid with the work and we, and, we, and we play off each other in a more dynamic way. And so what the services, have, they've actually kind of been an education for me in terms of like how how this choreographic activity interfaces with the public, um, how much deeper I can go into the um, experience of, of, of the embodiment. And, and it's a kind of, yeah, I feel like people are in investing, by, by hiring the service, you're investing in the kind of augmentation of, of, of these people's skills. It's interesting that it's not a fixed repetition. It sounds like an evolution and deepening. There, yeah, they're mostly... I mean, some proximity is really like a kind of game. It plays out like a game because, because we're, we're, we're like instructing each other to take on these different modes and, and in... In reality, the person who's inactive at any given time is kind of almost trying to like trick the active person into riding a new cadence. So um, yeah, they're they're really evolve they're really evolving, and um, I I like to think of them as neither event-based works because they don't have a kind of one-off set viewing. Period. It's not like we start at six and you come at six and you see it from six till seven and, and that you need to see a kind of A to Z dramaturgy of the work to understand the work. The, the experience of it is liberal. You can stay with it for three minutes, you can stay with it for three hours. But on the other hand, they're not endurance works. They're not, they don't fall into this typical category of, of kind of durational performance. We're not trying to exhaust anything or turn... Or, or through a kind of infinite temporality, turn something in into quote unquote like a kind of sculptural materiality. There, it's really about the act, the activity of, of of presence. Why do you specify an unobligated vernacular form? Oh, great, great, yeah. yeah. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so with Jonathan, who made the work with me, we were talking about, because from, from some cleaning which is ostensibly like mute, <laughs> um, and, and like I said, this, this, this thematic in my work of, of the rational meeting, the expressive, the the outer linguistic meeting, the pre-linguistic language in the last couple of years 
um, took on more and more of a kind of key area. And, and, we, and with Jonathan, we were really speaking about what is the, what is the value of, of criticism today? How is it, how is it operating in, in the cultural sphere? And, and um, we were identifying and, and reading texts that referred to this idea that, 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 that language and, and the production of language and the mediation of work through language is almost like um, a second or third currency within art production. How powerful um, you know, language, lang language is or what place it occupies. And, and, and Jonathan, who is, who is mostly an editorial um, critic who at the time was working for Freeze and now works freelance, was saying f for him as a writer, if he's writing a catalogue essay, if he's writing a review, there's always a very um, kind of particular uh, structure or endpoint with which his critical faculties as a writer have to key into. And yet, um, the kind of um, exercising of critical faculties in some proximity has no endpoint. There is no, um, there's no kind of editorial agenda or editorial style that has to be adhered to. There's no advertisers in, in, in a magazine that have to be kept on side um, by writing a good or strategic review. There's no, um, you know, there's no particular artist who needs to be buttressed um, in a in a kind of catalog essay, so the writer in some proximity is really writing about what they want in the given environment and how they want. And there's no kind of um, in a way there's there's no there's no there's no threat to their reputation to be critical or talk about a certain subject. So that's where the kind of unobligated um, category comes from. The, I think the vernacular category comes from the fact that it is, um, it is a form of writing that can slip from um, fiction to almost like short form poetry to um, one sentence wordplay. There's no... Um, editorial style or thesis-like kind of format that um, has to be adhered to. What stage in the process does Holly's writing come in, like live, whilst you're moving through the space? Absolutely. So all three of us are, if um, in Sydney we're, we're doing five, they've hired five full days and then, and then there's one short day, which is like a press day. So all three of us are, li are active for um, the duration of the hired hours. And um, Holly is someone who I've read and was kind of... Um, uh, introduced to me and, and um, part of the arrangement was that I would work with an Australian-based writer um, and I'm super excited to work with Holly. Her, her style is, is, is really slippery and um, highly kind of fictive and um, 
she made it very clear to me. She's like, my writing is not always critical. And I'm like, that's fine. As long as it, as long as it in its content always deals um, in a reflective manner to the environment that we're in, it doesn't matter what form the writing comes in. Um, so it will be interesting to see how, because there's, for the first time, we're doing some proximity in a in a context where there's there's multiple spaces. Um, so I, I guess Holly's gonna need like a, a weekly bus pass, <laughs> and is gonna be like coming back and forward from carriage works to 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 the MCA to the the island. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting how because I feel like space in this higher in Sydney, I feel like space has kind of expanded because of the, the, the purview that she needs to take.